T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Get your board. Half hour from now, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, will join us. Talk about this Eagles 12-1 and team as they get set for a trip to Chicago against the Bears. 9 o'clock, a little Phillies hot stove check. It's a lot to do on the show moving forward here. And we're talking about this Eagles team and, and really their their place in the history of this franchise. They're the best team I've ever seen. This is the best Eagles team I've ever watched. Agree or disagree with that statement. Best Eagles team ever. Um, and again, if you go back, and, and I'm, I, I would really love to hear your perspective if you do go back and, and saw teams before my time. But I'm, I'm going back to the, the best Eagles teams we've seen in, in modern Eagles history, in the Super Bowl era, you know, 1980 NFC champions. You go to the 2002 team that made the NFC title game that really, in some ways, was superior to a lot of teams, point differential-wise, dominance-wise. You know, that they were really, really good. 04, Super Bowl trip. 17, a championship, a, a Lombardi trophy with Nick Foles as a Super Bowl MVP. This team, week-to-week, is better than all those teams. I mean, just week-to-week, I don't think they've ever had a combination of MVP-level quarterback play, this good of an offensive line, this good of a defensive line, health, the ability to take the ball away and get to the opposing quarterback. I, I don't think I've ever seen it within an Eagles team in one year. They are remarkable. And speaking of Jalen Hurts, before we go back to the phone lines, I wanted to share this. So Dan Orlovsky, um, I, I think Dan does a good job, and I've always enjoyed Dan. I disagree with him on Carson Wentz back in the day, but I like Dan Orlovsky. I think he brings a fun perspective to NFL coverage, and I like when he breaks things down. And I heard this today, and I will play it for you. I wholeheartedly agree with the beginning of it because he talked about Hertz's improvement as a player and how rare it is and, and how it's kind of in context. But then he went on, and stay with us to the end, he went on to give a comparison of Hertz as a passer right now. It is one I, w- I was not expecting to hear this. It just goes to show how far this guy has come as a thrower. Here's Jan Orlovsky on Jalen Hurts as a, and his improvement. Jalen Hurts is the most improved passer I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Jalen, Josh didn't have issues coming out of college. This guy's ability to make really tight coverage placement throws is so impressive. I've never seen a guy transform this way. I was the person who said, you're freaking crazy to move on from Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts. And I was the person who said, if Jalen plays as good as he can, it's not as good as Carson Wentz can. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid has the running ability that is very rare. And in many ways, and this sounds outrageous, he's become Drew Brees-like in the pocket. Mm. He has become a pinpoint thrower from the pocket. And that is unlike anything that I've seen. Excuse me, Drew Brees-like from the pocket? So earlier this season, I think it was week two, when uh, Hurts had that long touchdown run against the Vikings, it kind of came to me, the, the comparison I have for Jalen Hurts as a player. He reminds me a lot of Steve McNair. Steve McNair, who was a, a tough and, and just like just a, such a good winning quarterback, and he was co-MVP once. And I said, you know what? He kind of reminds me of Steve McNair, the way he runs, his toughness, all those traits. Well, 
I mean, now now he's being compared by an ex-NFL quarterback to Drew Brees as a thrower. If you combine Steve McNair as a runner and Drew Brees as a thrower, I mean, how do you stop that guy? Tucker, we've come a long way with Jalen Hurts and the way people talk about him across the NFL, you know, analysts. I never thought we'd hear the day where he's compared as a thrower to maybe the most accurate quarterback in the history of the NFL in Drew Brees. Yeah, and I think it's wild he's come this far as a passer. I mean, he's completing 68% of his passes right now, but think back to these last three games. We talk about what he's done against Green Bay, Tennessee, and the Giants. We talk about how he's completed 68% of his passes, thrown for 750 yards, thrown for seven touchdowns, zero picks. And then, oh, by the way, he just happened to also run for 250 yards, but we never bring that up, right? That's never a part... Uh, of the discussion because of what he's done so well as a pocket passer. I mean, you mentioned Steve McNair. He kind of felt like that, right? Like he would win messy. Yep. He, would, he would run tough. You could win a game because he ran the ball 20 times for 120 yards. But his ability to pick apart opponents from the, from the pocket, and then you just add in his running as a bonus. I mean, he has transformed from a running quarterback to a quarterback who also can run the football? Yeah, we last week we, on Friday we played uh, Brian Dable, like just almost gushing about this Eagles team. Like uh, you put on the tape, it's like wow. Well, you watch Jalen Hurst, and it's wow right now. It is wow football, and I I don't know how they are stopped. I, I it feels to me as we as we go through this, the only way the Eagles lose is if they beat themselves. If they have another game, which you know certainly could happen, but if they have another game where they fumble three times, if a ball pops out of the court, out of a wide receiver's hands into a defender's hands, I'm not sure right now there is a defense, and the Niners probably are the biggest you know challenge that they could see in terms of a, a defense that could stop this right now. This ability to run, throw, hurts what he's doing, what his legs and, and his arm, it's it's outrageous. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. This is the best Eagles team I've ever seen. Would you agree or disagree with that statement from your perspective? Brett in Jacobtown. What's up, Brett? Brett, you there, buddy? Brett going once. Brett going twice. Brett is on hold. And that puts Jim up. What's up, Jim? Hey, what's up? What's up, Jim? What are you thinking tonight? Well, I'll tell you. I don't care what anybody thinks. This kid goes to California. He comes back, and look what this kid's done. He not only put together the belief in his team to foul him, to run an offense the way he runs it. I don't care how far back we go. I'm 71 years old. I can go back to, I don't care if, if it's the, just the Eagles and we're talking about Jaws, forget Jaws. We talk about other NF teams. We talk about oh, Minnesota when Fran Tarkington, Dan Marino, uh, I don't care, Bradshaw, you name them. This kid is through the roof. Well, he, right now, Jimmy is through the roof, and, and he's playing at a level that very few people, I mean, very few anywhere thought he could ever play at. This, it's remarkable to watch. Yeah, and if, I mean, if it's not, you know, and I'm not saying it is because I believe this kid, I he's not a one-time wonder. This kid is for real. And he's going to succeed successfully the way he's been all season, and it's going to continue. Well, if it does, Jim, here's what it'll be. And Jim, I appreciate it, man. If if he continues on the track he has now set for himself, he will be the greatest quarterback in Eagles history. I mean, that, that's fact now. I mean, like we're stacking. He is having the greatest season in Eagles history. There is a real chance it ends with a championship at a parade here. If he continues to stack this and has five, six more years at this level or close to this level, he'll be the greatest player in this franchise ever seen at the most important position. I mean, that's some great players. I mean, Reggie White, uh, obviously, is the greatest you know individual player to player. But I mean, as an eagle and accomplishments at this position, it, it's wild. Now, we got a lot, a lot to get there. But this season has just blown the roof off of his potential and his ceiling and, and what he's going to be for this franchise. I mean, it, it's cr- amazing how much we debated him five, six months ago. Nine months ago, whatever the date is. I think it's nine months ago. Most people didn't want him to be the quarterback of this team this year. Like, you know, when, when presented with all these hypothetical options, most people, right, we had these polls, we had these shows, we had the, the WIP picks Russell Wilson, which, again, that was a mistake. Like most people said, they'd rather someone else be the quarterback, and now he's this good. I, I this is this is one of the craziest stories in Philadelphia sports history. Yeah, I just 
I don't think we take it for granted, but it is wild. I mean, a lot of the preseason talk was, well, he'll take the Eagles as far as he can, right? If the Eagles make the postseason and go, I don't know, 11-6, and six, Jalen Hurts is going to get a new contract, right? Because he played well enough for the team to win 11 games. But at this point, I don't know. We, we had conversations in the past where maybe you get him at a discount because he's a league average quarterback. Right. The way he's played the last 13 games, he deserves to be paid like Patrick Mahomes. He deserves to be paid like Josh Allen, like Dak Prescott. I mean, when D- Jalen Hurts signs his name on the dotted line in you know February, March, wherever it is, it's going to be for $45 million plus. Well, it has to be, right? And, and look, does he have a really good team around him? He does. He's not doing this alone. I mean, this receiving core, we, we, it's outstanding. This offensive line protects him very well. He, on the other side of the ball, complimentary football. He's got himself an excellent defense. It's number one in all those categories. Miles Sanders is, is running the football really well behind this offensive line. So I don't think any of us should pretend this is Jalen Hurts dragging a bad team. They are talented around him. But this thing goes off of him. I mean, this offense, it's designed – Think about how many open lanes the running backs have. And a lot of that's the offensive line, but it's also defenses don't know what to do. Is Hurts going to keep it? Is he going to hand it off? It's like, I, I remember Miles Sanders pointing this out after his first start against the Saints. It's very difficult. Like, that, those linebackers have to freeze. Is he going to hold it or not? Is Jalen Hurts? And it just opens everything up for everybody else. Let's go to Andre West Oakley. What's up, Andre? Hey. Hey, Andre, what's up? Man, I I was a little worried about the defense up until the Tennessee Titans game. Mm-hmm. And when they put out that, that plan to stop, uh, I forget the running back. Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. That changed everything. Because now our offense is the best. Our defense is the best. Our special teams, they're doing their job. There, there's nothing that can stop this team. Well, there's I've not. Never seen yeah, I've, like I've never I've either. Never it, seen it, anything it, like this in my life. It feels like a runaway train. It, it just feels like they're just going to plow through teams, you know, at least until they get to the playoffs, and then you know the competition should get a little tougher and deep in the playoffs, Super Bowl, and all that. But like Andre, I don't. I'm not even not a, a minute. I'm going to spend worrying about this Bears game on Sunday. They're going to plow that team. Yeah. And they're going to turn around and do the same thing to Dallas. Well, I'm going to enjoy myself this coming Christmas Eve. Yeah, you should. And everyone, I mean, man, that what what an amazing Christmas gift. Andre, appreciate it for this for this city, for this area, for every fan. Like, it's not. It's just a hypothetical. It, it is real. Like, there's a real chance they beat the they'll beat the Bears on Sunday, and they go to Dallas and they beat them, and and they and they beat him with conviction, and then it's like, is there a better Christmas? I guess the last time it was similar was Jeff Garcia. Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. That was a different kind of year, different kind of team. But, like, beating the Cowboys to clinch the one seed in division, heading into Christmas, that would be remarkable, and it's it's certainly possible. All right, speaking of that game, I was wrong about something earlier. I thought the look-ahead lines Tucker come out on Wednesday. Well, they're out on Tuesday night. I could tell you right now, at least over at our friends at FanDuel, and by the way, speaking of FanDuel, we hit our same game parlay on Friday night. Do you think that's that there there aren't that many Fanduel reads this week? They're mad. He cost them a pretty penny. Well, I mean, let's just you know a little inside the show. You know that segment we do every so every Friday, usually every Friday, we'll do a Fanduel segment. We do our favorite props for the Eagles game, and we put together a same game parlay. Well, this past week it hit. So congratulations to everyone out there who who, who followed our our picks. I think we had a six leg parlay, and it was like you know ten bucks went over a thousand. And we got some messages from listeners who hit who hit it who follow with us. So that's awesome. Um, but again, they um, they know we're doing this segment. It's it's you know it's it's a fun segment. To they do. encourage it. They encourage it. So if you go to FanDuel right now, you can look at the lines for Week 16. Now these are lookaheads. Now usually these change. In fact, they almost always change based on this week's events, right? So Eagles win, Cowboys lose, Cowboys win, Eagles lose. It'll change. You know all that. As of right now, on the lookahead line. Did you see it, or you want to guess it? Can I guess it? Guess it. So, Eagles at Cowboys, the look-ahead is up over at FanDuel. What's your guess? Eagles minus one and a half. Eagles plus one. The Cowboys, right now on the look-ahead, are the favorite in that spot. Now, that will, I'm sure, change by next week, right? The results of this week's games usually move the emotion with the number because the way people will bet. If the Eagles have another blowout victory, I'd imagine they'd be the favorite. 
But right now we are looking at a look-ahead line which says the Cowboys are a one-point favorite. So if you want, like if you're so inclined, you can go take the Eagles getting a point in Dallas next week. So they're, they're right now a one-point underdog to the Cowboys next week. We'll see how that holds. Uh, as far as this coming week, uh, they're sitting as a nine-point favorite in Chicago against the Bears. Let's try Brett again in Jacobtown. What's up, Brett? Hey, gentlemen. Sorry hey, about that before. All good, man. So, What's up? First of all, I love that the Cowboys are favored. I love it. Keep it going. Make the line bigger. We thrive there, right? But keep it up, by all means. Yeah, you know keep, what? Brett, before you go on, I, I could, could, couldn't you just see, I'm trying to think who it might be, maybe Lane after the game, like if they go down there and win as an underdog to clinch the division in home field, the fact that they were underdogs will not be lost on them. Like I can see Lane Johnson saying something about it as soon as the game ends. I think we thrive on that, yeah. right? Yep. But but my, my point that I wanted to call uh, in about is that I feel like what's not what's it's not overlooked, but I think it's crucial as well as these players are playing and they're blowing it up. It's that they get help where they need it from the leadership team. So we've got like, you know, uh, Harry Roseman, Sirianni, even Jeff Lurie that are being flexible. They're willing to change where it's needed. Like you look at the run, they, they, they saw that there was a deficiency there and they actually changed special teams obviously they, they made some adjustments, even the punter, which is a gimme, but, but still like remember Reed and Banner and I'm 44. So I grew up loving those teams, but Andy Reed, Joe Banner never admitted when they were wrong. Like they're just, they weren't flexible. Like they don't create kind of a single, like what we see now, they create a single minded group, right? Where the with leadership and management and the players on the field are all Looks like they're on the, on the same page, which I, I feel like we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And it, it just it, it also seems like just the way they play the game, it's complimentary, right? Like they get up and then they could rush the quarterback. They run the ball. They pass. Like there's, and, and you said it where they change. Like think about throughout the season, Brett. They've had moments where things have struggled, right? The passing game has been a little spotty or they couldn't stop the run. Too many penalties. Every time they have an issue, they fix it. Every single time. The special yeah. teams was bad. Now the special teams the last couple of weeks, for the most part, has got a little bit better, right? They had the big return by Boston Scott. They did get the punt blocked, which can't happen again. But it's gotten better the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I mean, one, one week we passed too much, and Sirianni looks at tape, and he sees it, and he changes it, and then we run more, and it's more balanced. It's, it's like something I've never seen with the Eagles, and I think that's one of the main reasons that we have a, a real opportunity to become a dynasty here. It's because the, the the organization is finally, you know, everybody's working for everybody else. Yeah, and that is, and it's rare in the NFL. I mean, it, it is. And Brett, I appreciate the phone call. They've also have, you know, I credit the coaching staff for this a lot. You look at the times that they've struggled; it doesn't last. And you go back to the beginning of the season, early in the year, if there was a way to stop them you know, stop their offense, it was the blitz. Jalen Hurts and the offense was less effective against the blitz early in the season. That doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. If you look at the teams that they've played this year that blitz the most, that are blitz happy, Texans, Giants, um, Steelers, and you look at the points they've scored against the teams that blitz the most, those teams have gotten rocked. This team now destroys the blitz. It used to be like, well, that's the way to get Jalen Hurts blitz them. Get him off his lane, force him out of the pocket. He'll go to his right. Nope. And how about last year? Last year to this year in terms of improvement, okay? Last year, the Eagles were not good enough throwing the ball down the field, creating deep pass plays down the field with efficiency. They made some, but they they couldn't do a lot. You know, so you look at this year, Jalen Hurts has now thrown 11 touchdowns of 25 or more yards. 11 of 25 or, or more yards. Um, I think it's the second most in Eagles history. I think Cunningham, one of those years, at, at 12. But it's yeah, it's the most since Cunningham sits at twelve and eighty-seven, and it's tied for the most in the league this year. Like before the season, if I said to you, guess the quarterback that would have the most twenty-five plus yard touchdown passes, I don't know, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, would anyone have said Jalen Hurts, even with even with the weapons he has? I don't think I would have. I mean, I would twenty-five plus yard touchdown passes are pretty rare. It's it's hard to do that. You might have went to even a Derek Carr who got Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, whoever. You know, the best quarterbacks in the NFL, the guys that throw the ball down the field, maybe even a Kirk Cousins because he has Justin Jefferson. I mean, you could have surveyed 100 people, and I doubt anyone would have said Jalen Hurts would lead the league in that, and he, he has. It's been great. And, and you look at Hurts, um, you know, he put himself in this mix to be an MVP candidate early. They started winning. He was really playing well, all that kind of stuff. But if you look at Jalen Hurts' numbers, it's – about week six, 
you you have a remarkable statistical line. So since week six, 68% completion, almost 1,800 passing yards, 18 passing touchdowns, one interception, four more rushing touchdowns. So, so, so since week six, 22 touchdowns, one interception, a 116 passer rating, and 420 rushing yards. It's like, what? That That's why he's going to win the MVP. It's not just one or two performances. This has been going on for... You know, eight weeks. And what's crazy is you look at those passing numbers and you leave the rushing out of it. That feels like an MVP. Sure. Right? 18 touchdowns, one pick, passer rating of 115. I mean, remember when we went crazy about Nick Foles doing, you know, 27 and two? This kid's going to do it. And by the way, he might rush for 1,000 yards on top of it. Yeah, he had a game where he ran for 100 yards in a quarter on, on top of all that. It's 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 pretty rare. What to watch for? Sponsored by Xfinity. Xfinity, the fast unit in Philadelphia, and the sponsor of our Xfinity. Lounge. Well, I'm watching to see what the Eagles do next, like what, what the next trick is, and, and really um, what, what they could put on the Bears before they go to Dallas on Christmas Eve. And, and you know, they're nine-point favorites this week. I don't think there's a soul out there who worries about this game. I don't. That's pretty rare. Road games in December, you always have that kind of like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? I haven't felt that way about the Eagles in a little while here. That, that's how dominant they've been. When you score 35 or more points three games in a row – it's rare. I mean, it, it's rare kind of air that even the best teams year to year usually just don't do. You, you know, you have a game like that every once in a while, every couple of weeks, you know, and you know the teams and the offenses, the Bills, the Bengals, you know, the Chiefs, that are capable of that kind of thing. But to do it three weeks in a row, and you know, the last three weeks they they have not faced the NFL's best teams. But I wouldn't say the Packers, Titans, and Giants are three of the worst teams. You know, Packers are probably a bottom ten ish team this year the Titans likely will still win their division and the Giants I would say are I don't know 50-50 to make the playoffs like they're not bad at, at worst they're gonna go what seven nine and one if they lost out they're not terrible like they have been in years past you know you know and the, to beat those teams the way they have that's that's not that's nuts 215-592-9494 let's grab Mike and then uh, we're gonna talk to our guy Brad Spielberg coming up pro football focus in a little bit what's up Mike hi Joey how are you doing tonight Mike I'm good, man. What's what's you complaining about? I I called Fritz. I called Fritz just to talk. We don't go on the air. We talk about his top five, and because I'm a Letterman guy. But anyway, um, what I'm going to say, I know you rewind my shows, my old shows when I called about the Phils. Mm-hmm. But I always used to say to you, "We'll talk in September." I know you. I know you. I know your talk radio. I know all that. But uh, what was I going to say? We're getting ahead of ourselves. I mean, I believe you. What I want to say is um, we are so lucky to have, um, what's the the quarterback's name? Hurts. We are so lucky to have him. And I think Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie fell into a pile of bleep uh, with their, I mean, with their love of Wentz, and then they screwed that up, and then blah 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 blah. But you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not going to a parade tomorrow. You're not either, and I know I I, lo- I listen to you all the time, but I'm just I'm just more patient than you. I think. What do you think? Well, you are, you are, and, and it takes time for the for this, these things to develop. But do you, when you watch them, do you feel like they're they're different. It just feels like this is a different team than even some of the best Eagles teams we've seen. It just like the, the, uh, the week to week dominance is rare. Joe, uh, and I know I've said this to you, like uh, Harper in the playoffs. I don't annoy people. I never slammed Hurts. He had a bad playoff game. I want to see it. He said it. You know, I mean, we've, we anointed Ben Simmons. We anointed Carson Wentz. We anointed Fultz. I mean, uh, yeah, it just doesn't want, I want to see it, and then we'll talk. And that's fair. And you know what, Mike, that is fair. The one thing I will say about that, though, and Mike, I always appreciate your call, we, didn't, we did not anoint Hurts as a city, as a fan base. We didn't. I mean – he, it's the opposite. I mean, it t- it really took, I would say, until he's playing like the MVP of the league for the fan base to say, oh, he's probably the guy. I mean, like for the most part, last offseason, after leading the team to the playoffs in his first year as a starter, there was still, I would say, Tucker, what would you, what would you say, 50-50, even after, uh, I would say, a solid first year as a starter? Yeah, I mean, think about how many people were excited about that now number five draft pick because it could get them the quarterback of the future. Right. It, it's it. I I don't think he's been anointed. I mean, you can't. I mean, if you're if you're still doubting, I mean, you're just you're not watching right now. But it's taken to him playing at this level for for him to be 
as a whole, really everyone on board. So I, I think it's different than some other guys like Simmons or Wentz. Those guys were annoyed from day one. 215-592-9494. Tell you how board. We'll talk to Brad Spielberg coming up for Pro Football Focus. And we got to talk about maybe the dumbest pick in the history of NFL mock drafts. We know the Eagles have right now projected the number five overall pick, which could continue to add to what this franchise already has. There's a lot of ways they could go with it. The dumbest way, we'll, we'll hit that coming up after we talk to Brad. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night as we discuss this Eagles team. And if they're the best you've ever seen here, the best Eagles team I've ever seen, top to bottom, week to week. Now we still have to see if they have finished and accomplished all the goals and won a championship, but... Through the first 13 games, I mean, this is outrageous. 215-592-9494. Back to all your calls in a few minutes. Right now, though, let's go out to the guest line. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joining us to talk about this Eagles team that moved to 12-1 and on the season. Brad, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How you doing? Well, we're good here in Philadelphia because the Eagles are, are dominant right now. Brad, you know, there's been a lot of different moments in this season, and they had a little lull, you know, late October, early November, but... This is now three straight games of 35-plus points on offense, and the defense you know, now leads the league in sacks and takeaways. Can you find a weakness, Brad, with this Eagles team? Right. I think the only thing we've really been talking about was their run defense, and we've seen growth in that area the last couple of weeks as well with the addition of the veterans, obviously, Limbaugh Joseph and Dominican Sue. you got Jordan Davis coming back. So maybe that's the one remaining Achilles heel you can point to, and that's honestly the, you know, a good Achilles heel to have because you want teams to run against you and not throw against you if your offense continues to score 35 points you know, per game. Brad, we were discussing earlier, um, you know, Jalen Hurts' progression from where he was as a rookie to last year to this year. It's one of the biggest jumps, you know, in NFL history. You know, Josh Allen did something similar a couple of years ago. But, Brad, I, I'm wondering, curious what you think on this in terms of the big picture in the NFL. I wonder if it's going to change the way teams look at quarterbacks coming out of the draft because – Josh Allen was unrefined, but there was a lot of skill there, and they molded him. Jalen Hurts, unrefined, but there was skill there. They molded him. I think something similar is happening in Chicago with uh, Justin Fields. We'll see if he can continue and, and join these guys as, as a star quarterback. But do you think it's going to change the way teams view the draft and say, like, look at this athlete here. He does some good things. He's not where he needs to be, but we'll, we'll, we could fix that if he puts the work in. Do you think the success of Hurts and, and to another extent, Allen, will change the way quarterbacks are drafted? I do think we're going to see more teams take those risks of this guy has all the physical tools, 
or in Hertz's case, maybe he has a lot of the physical tools, but also a lot of experience and, and has grown each year he's played. Um, you know, a guy like a Will Levis, who I think is a total project and probably isn't NFL ready next year, even though he could be a top five pick, he's probably the name you would point to for this upcoming season. But I also think as it relates specifically to Hertz, we're going to see more and more of, and a guy like Hendon Hooker, I think is a good example for this year. Yes, he tore his ACL, but if you're not 100% satisfied with your quarterback, and there's a prospect you think is interesting on day two, second or third round, they're a good player. I'm not really talking about the sixth you know, six round flyer, but more the, the good player that's not a first round pick. I think we're going to see more teams take the risk and give that guy a legitimate opportunity, like a Jalen Hurts, to grow in an offense, be there for a couple of years, and eventually maybe win the job and you know ascend to MVP caliber heights like Jalen is right now. Brad, you brought up draft picks. So I have to ask you, you know, right now the Eagles uh, are projected to have, or if the season ended today, they'd have the fifth pick in the draft from the Saints along with their own, you know, near the end of the first round, wherever that, that falls. And, you know, this is kind of the beginning of that first round of mock draft season, and we'll take it into the beginning of the offseason here. And it's going to be probably our biggest discussion in Philadelphia this offseason, what they should do with that fifth pick. I'm of the mind, if they're about to pay Jalen Hurts, I would auction that pick off and turn it into three or four other picks because they're going to need cheap labor around a quarterback that's suddenly going to get more expensive. But there's also going to be a side, I'm sure, that says, hey, you might be able to get an elite player there at number five to add to an already excellent team. Where do you fall on that You know, in terms of the Eagles and what they should or could do with a very big asset coming their way from the Saints? It's a great question, and that is the beauty of doing stuff like this, especially as you said, if you're going to pay your quarterback and you are now set at that position, there are some people that think, frankly, if you have a top-five pick and you're not taking a quarterback, if someone's calling trying to trade up, there's pretty much no scenario where you shouldn't take that trade because odds are a non-quarterback taken at fifth versus, you know, eighth, tenth, whatever. You know, realistically, those players are going to be similar. I would imagine this year if a guy like Jalen Carter out of Georgia – you know, not only because he can pair him back up with Jordan Davis, but just a special three technique. And you see, you know, Fletcher Cox and a lot of these older players, Javon Hargrave, a free agent. So maybe they feel inclined to add an impact player at a position of need. Also, Will Anderson, the edge rusher coming out of Alabama, a great player. But maybe let's say those guys are gone. Let's say the pick ends at five. Yeah, if a team's calling that, hey, we want to come up and get C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Bryce Young or whatever, you probably should take that trade down just like you said, that way you can add a bunch of players and fill out your roster, get some cheap surplus value contract players. Um, but they might be too tantalized, I think, by a couple of guys if they're available at their pick. Brad, looking forward here, the Eagles, if they beat the Bears on Sunday, which they're nine-point favorites, they, they almost certainly will do. And then Dallas comes up on, on Christmas Eve. If the Eagles win these next two games, it's over. I mean, everything is over for them. They've wrapped it all up, NFC East. They've, they've clinched home field. It's possible that they could do this with still two games to go. It's usually pretty easy, the decision-making. One game to go, you sit everyone, you rest everyone, no big deal. But they could have a decision to make, Brad, with two games to go. What's your thought on that? Because you kind of play out the, the weeks, right? If, if they have two weeks of not playing or, or playing sparingly with their starters and then a bye week, it'd be a pretty long time between Christmas Eve and their first playoff game. Where do you come down on what probably will be a, a decision of extreme rest versus, you know, not when we get close to the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I think, and this is more anecdotally, I, I'd be lying if I said I dove into the numbers, but I, I just feel like that would be too long of a gap, and, and you'd get some rust at that point, point. you need to be ready for those first playoff games. Now in the new playoff structure, only one team getting that by, and everyone else, has some playoff legs underneath them. We obviously saw last year the Tennessee Titans lose in that first round to the eventual AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. So if it is two games, I would say maybe first half in one or both. And maybe do both, right? Maybe you say, you know, regardless of how the game is going, we don't even care about that. But we'll play, you know, sparingly in the first half, maybe just the first quarter, just so you're still playing football, you're still getting those full-speed reps. Yes, there's always going to be the risk of injury. Maybe you keep guys like, you know, when Goddard or Jordan Davis or those players are back fully up to speed, you don't play them and let them just kind of get fully healthy. But for a lot of these guys, yeah, three weeks off is a long time, and the worst thing you can do is be rusty, you know, come that first playoff game. Brad, we're not sure who that first playoff opponent's going to be, but we have an idea of, of who the best teams in the NFC are. I'm curious what how your mind has changed, if it has at all, on the Niners the last couple of weeks, because – 
you know, when Jimmy G went down, you know, I thought, okay, they're in some big trouble here, and it's probably just Dallas as the, tr- the biggest threat to the Eagles. But Purdy's played well, and their defense continues to be out- outrageous. How do you view the Niners now that we've watched Purdy and you've seen Purdy for a couple weeks? Yeah, I thought they were going to drop off because of that. You know, I'm not the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but obviously brings a high floor, has the experience in a lot of these games, and Purdy's been solid. He's not dealing with an injury of his own to his oblique, but, you know, gets the ball out on schedule, gets it to playmakers. We obviously, Debo Samuel now going to miss some time as well. I still think they're in that conversation. I think those three teams, Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco, which as you probably saw or mentioned you know earlier today, but those three teams are all plus 120 or better in point differential on the season, and the next highest team in the NFC is the Seahawks at plus two. So they're in a tier of their own by a mile, and I think, honestly, San Fran is still in that group. I just now have them in third, whereas I honestly thought they were threatening to become the top team in the NFC over that last month when they were playing some good football. Now I think they're below the Dallas and Phillies of the NFC. Brad, we'll, um, you know, usually this part of the season, we'll have a handful of teams that we think are the favorites, but then there's always that next group. They're like, you know what? If they get hot, something, something might happen. And I think the Bengals probably were in that second group this time last year, and they got hot, and obviously they, they made it to the Super Bowl. It does feel like right now there are six teams. And if you think there's more, I'd love to hear you think there is. But, you know, it's the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the AFC. You just mentioned the three NFC teams. Is that it for you? Do you think one of those six teams will win the Super Bowl? Or do you think there there could be a this year's Bengals from either conference that could surprise us? Because I've kind of narrowed to those six teams. I think one of them will win the Super Bowl. I think that group is definitely most likely to be represented. Maybe both teams. Maybe you know one of them will win against the team in the other conference. But I will say there are a couple that are still floating around. I think the Baltimore Ravens, they've had an up-and-down season, but they really are, in the underlying fundamental metrics, a very good football team. Top 10 of people play on offense still with all their injuries, now lost to Lamar Jackson. You do get concerned about their lack of wide receiver talent come playoff time, but you know, you talk about just getting hot. If they just get hot at the right time, get healthy at the right time, and that defense keeps taking steps, I think they could win any game they go into. And then the Chargers, too. I know they're always everyone's favorite team, and they kind of had the, the lull middle of the season, all these injuries. But it sounds like Joey Bosa could come back soon, maybe even next week. Yes, you're still down J.C. Jackson and Rashawn Slater, but they've, they've kind of overcome the, the secondary issues, and to a degree, the offensive line has not been good by any stretch, but they've been manageable, and Herbert is still good at mitigating those issues. So I think those two teams in the AFC could maybe make some noise. The NFC, frankly, I think it's one of those three teams. I just think they're so much better than the rest of that conference right now. We'll end with this, Brad. A look-ahead line has been posted over at FanDuel for Week 16, the Eagles at the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. We know how big of a game it's going to be for both sides, especially if the Eagles um, are in position to win everything, clinch everything that night. So we are looking right now, and I'm sure it'll change, but right now, Brad, if I gave you this line, Eagles plus one, Cowboys minus one on Christmas Eve, which side would you take? Ooh, I was about to guess the line when you said it was up, and I was going to take Dallas minus two. Uh, so for that reason, hmm, minus one on home in, in Dallas. Look, I will take Dallas because the game just means, as we talked about, a ton more to them. It's, it's their only way of maybe winning the division, maybe getting the number one seed. And yes, you shouldn't really bet based on motivation. Obviously, Philadelphia will be motivated as well. But I'll go with Dallas, maybe get Tyron Smith back at left tackle by the time that game comes around. Um, but I think it's going to be a phenomenal, you know, nail-biting game that could go either way. It's going to be great. Brad, always appreciate having on. Thank you, and we'll catch up soon. Thank you, Brad. Sounds good. Thank you. There he goes. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus there. Uh, his thoughts on this team and where they're going and, and, um, and you know, teams that can win the Super Bowl. It's, it's interesting, really. I, I think it's six. I, I look at six teams that are good enough, but there's always a team or two at this time that kind of emerges and gets hot now. And throws himself in the mix. He said the Ravens. Like the Lions? Lions at the Eagles divisional round weekend? That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Back to the week one matchup. The Lions are red hot right now. You look at their numbers offensively in the last five weeks, it's nuts. Like they're like we're talking about the Eagles offense. They're playing just as well. And I saw yesterday a stat on Jared Goff. You know, he's playing his best football since so eighteen, the year they made the Super Bowl, the Rams. That was his best year. His 2022 is on par with the 2017 version of himself. That kind of was his breakout season. Sure, golf back. I think he's back. It's golf season. It's golf season. Um, 
I wouldn't fear losing that game, but that would be a fun, interesting matchup, right? Like the best team all year in the NFC versus the hot team of the past month and a half with the Lions. I guess if they get in, they're probably going to be the seventh seed. So if they won a game, they almost certainly would come here in the second round as the lowest seed remaining. Did we get Eagles-Cowboys divisional weekend? We probably are likely to. So I did uh, – I forget who said it today or yesterday, but I, I did um, hear that if a hypothetical line on the cowboys Bucks in the first round, because that's probably the game, right? Five-seed Cowboys, four-seed Bucks. Yeah, they're pretty much locked into that. Would Unless be, the Panthers get hot. Well, you're right. would be the Cowboys minus six-and-a-half in Tampa. So the Cowboys would be – almost a touchdown favorite to win on the road in the first weekend. And if chalk played out, right, if the Niners beat, I don't know, the Commanders or whoever in the other game. Yeah, they're on Commanders and Vikings-Giants is the 2-7 matchup right now. Right, so if, the, if, if chalk held, it, the matchups would be Eagles-Cowboys-Vikings-Niners in the second round. Seems a little unfair. It does. It, it feels like they should recede, but they won't. Congratulations on... Being the number one seed, you get to play another 13-win team. You get to play the best team remaining, wins-wise. Um, if it played out that way, I believe we'd get an Eagles-Niners NFC title game. Me too. So the Eagles, five years after facing Case Keenum, would get the privilege of seeing Brock Purdy when he tripped the Super Bowl on the line. Yeah, I wouldn't fear the Cowboys. I don't fear the Cowboys, but don't you think it's a little tough to beat a team three times in one season? Are you... Um, advocating a loss on on Christmas I don't know, The Eagles just throw Gardner Minshew on. Like, don't you think Jalen Hurts wants to be home with his family on Christmas? Oh, you're leaving him home? Just send him to Houston. It's right by Dallas, so I imagine. Fly in the team plane, get him a car. Yeah, I mean, or I, just like drop him off in Houston on the way and I, just say, we'll pick you up tomorrow. As someone who was recently in Houston, I, I think it's a little bit further away than you're, you're saying. I mean, it's in the same state, obviously. Yeah, no, they're very far away. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it's probably a nine-hour drive. I mean, Texas is gigantic. As, as it I, is. I don't think we talk about that enough on this station, is how big Texas is geographically. I, you're right. I don't think we say it enough. I don't know why we say it more. Uh, but you're right. It, it, is, it is big. Um, I'm sure that week, if we do get that game, we would talk nonstop about the history. No, it's of, only a four-hour drive. Oh, that's nothing. That is nothing. You could hitchhike. You get an Uber or whatever. Borrow Gardner Minshew's van. Yeah, well, that... There you go. A use for the van there. All right, 215-592-9494. All right, I wanted, we wanted to mention this because once in a while, there's there's truly some ridiculous things thrown out there, and this is one of them. And I'm all for, I mean, look, who doesn't appreciate a mock draft like this show? I mean, we every time— Mock draft central. Mock draft mania. Forget? We're mock draft maniacs. We we are. I mean, all, all last year we were mock draft maniacs. So— Todd McShay, is this 1.0? What do we class for this? I, I think Mc... he referred to it as his way-too-early mock draft. Well, he's right about that. So Todd McShay put out his early first-round mock draft, and and obviously the Eagles, and the one we're paying attention to, is the fifth pick, the fifth pick that comes from the New Orleans Saints. So here is how his draft played out. Number one, Texas Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Number two, Seahawks via Denver. My goodness, the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, Georgia. Number three, the Bears, Will Anderson, outside linebacker, Alabama. Number four, Lions, C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. So before I give you the pick that he gave to the Eagles, um, this draft played out in a way where isn't it obvious you trade down? Because I think there's two defensive players that they might have some pause not taking, right? Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. Like, wow, these guys are star defensive linemen, pass rushers. We've got to get them. But once they're gone... I would trade down, and I would – whatever quarterback's left, I guess Will Levis would be the next big-time quarterback, right? He, he'd he be what a team would want to come up and get. No, Todd McShay doesn't do that. In fact, Todd McShay, in his way-too-early mock draft, chooses a guy I like, running back Texas, Bajon Robinson, in a pick – and we're going to let you hear what he said and why he, played the, why he picked this. But isn't this the least likely Eagles pick – you could possibly have at number five a running back at number five. Like this is this is like if a million dollars just fell at your feet and you went and just spent it in ten minutes. Like this is a gift. On candy. You get the fifth pick in the draft on a trade that people didn't even realize what the heck you were doing. Why'd you make it? It's a gift to either take a star player at a 
at an important position, like, you know, pass rusher, or to trade down and get three or four extra picks to put around your now expensive, or we think expensive, quarterback. Here's Todd McShay, his reasoning for taking a running back to the Eagles at number five. I understand it's a running back. Why, why take him in the top five? Well, you've got Miles Sanders, and B. John Robinson is a, an upgrade at the position, and Miles is about to hit free agency after the season. Why not get a younger, better version of Miles for an offense that really focuses so much on the run game? And your job as a running back is to make defenders miss. 91 forced missed tackles is what Bijan had this past year. I mean, and he catches the ball extremely well, great ball skills, and he's really good in pass protection. So he's a complete player, and I get it. You can go in different directions, but if you're focusing on Jalen Hurts at this offense in the run game, why not bring in someone who has a chance to take, take you to another level? And that's what Bijan is to me. Because it's the fifth pick in the draft is why. It's Listen, it's a mock draft. He'll change it nine times before we get to April. There's zero, there is zero, zero point zero percent chance the Eagles use the fifth pick in the draft on a running back. I mean, I like what he said about John Robinson. I like him. He's a good, he's going to be a good running back in the NFL. But there's no chance, Tucker, that I would do it number five. Like, that is a golden asset, and you'd just be throwing it down the toilet. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. And if you do kind of look at the board, and if Anderson and Carter aren't there, there really isn't a guy that I like for the Eagles, right? Like, there isn't a cornerback, there isn't a defensive lineman who I think is really worthy of the fifth pick outside of those two guys. So, at that point, when Will Levis is still on the board, you trade back, right? You trade back with a team like Indianapolis, who's picking seventh, with Las Vegas, who's picking eighth, you know, go back down even further. Carolina, picking 11th. Uh, Houston, again. Green Bay, like, whoever it may be, there are quarterback-needy teams who will give up a bevy of picks for the ability to draft one of these top three quarterbacks, and then you can draft someone like a cornerback, like a defensive end. I mean, I know this team doesn't look like they have a lot of problems right now based on how they're playing, but look at that defense and what they're projected to do next year. They're going to need a lot of help, right? Like they're going to need another cornerback starting opposite Darius Slay. They might need another starting safety of Marcus Epps walks in free agency. They might need another defensive tackle, despite the fact they've spent more on defensive tackle than maybe every other team combined in the last five years, they still need help at defensive tackle. You can always use another edge rusher. I mean, there's probably seven spots on this team I would look at before I would even consider taking a running back. I don't actually hate the idea of Bajon Robinson as a Miles Sanders replacement, but you know what? They could trade down from five to, I don't know, 15, 20, whatever. Like, they could take a... Would it shock me if they did draft a running back this year in the first round? They have two, right? They have two picks. And I don't, and we'll, we'll have a Miles Sanders discussion next hour because I, I, I think the idea of re-signing him at his peak is also un, un-eagle-like and really not, not very smart. It wouldn't shock me if they took a, a player like Bajan Robinson. But with the fifth pick, like they could literally trade down from five to 15 and get how many extra number one picks? Two? And still get the running back there if they really wanted that guy. It's it's never going to happen at five. It probably won't happen at all in the first round. But there's better ways to approach this. I mean, there's better ways. Um, and again, that's it's like finding a million dollars and going to the candy store. What just what are you doing? Like that's that's the worst. getting ten million malted milk balls. Yeah, I mean, and that's a lot of malt uh, malted milk balls. I don't think you'd be able to eat them before they they go bad. What's the whoppers? Yeah. Do you like those? Not really. Are you a malt guy? No, not particularly. It's uh, a weird flavor. It is. It feels like it's gone out of style. I feel like the only time I've had it is if you go to like an old old school like ice cream bar. Milkshake. Like yeah, or a milkshake. Yeah, I've had an I've had malted milkshakes. It has been a while. Like when when would you ballpark your last malted milkshake? Oh, probably at least 14 months ago. Uh, 14 months? Yeah, you don't think so? I was going to say a good decade for me, but well, how, many, how often do you drink milkshakes? No, um, I would say I have a milkshake on average once every four months. That's pretty, that's that's all right. Yeah, like, you know, it, it used to be a lot when I was, uh, after Phillies games. when I'm. If it were up to me, I would have a milkshake like three times a week. Yeah, that, that feels heavy. And that feels it's like, a lot. It's a lot of milkshakes. But yeah, I mean, I, I like late nights after Phillies games, like we get out of here like 1230, I'm tired of the way home. I'll stop for a milkshake. 
Really? Yeah. Man, that's so cool. Is it? I guess. I don't know. I never stop anywhere after Phillies games. I just go right home. I'm exhausted. Well, you also have a longer drive. And you also don't really work during Phillies games. Well, that's not true. Okay? That's, that's not true. The bottom line is I have a longer drive and try to stay awake on the ride home. And here's the thing. I don't want to have coffee at 12.45 in the morning. Like I, I want to go home and go to sleep. So, yeah, I'll, I'll stop. You ever have a Wawa milkshake? I have. Like the ones you make yourself? No, no, they'll make them behind the counter now for you. Yeah, no, I have. They're, I think they're good. I think they make a heck of milkshake. So that is a good. Sure, they appreciate you stopping by. Well, yeah, I mean that's a good investment. You know what's not the fifth pick of the draft on a running back two one five five nine two ninety four nine for hot stove checking on their side, and we'll get to this Miles Sanders discussion because I, I got to be real with you. I don't care how many yards Miles Sanders has. I don't care how many touchdowns Miles Sanders has. I don't think the Eagles should prioritize re-signing Miles Sanders this offseason. We'll get to that. Is this the best Eagles team ever seen? It is for me. 215-592-9494. It's a hot board on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 